What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our latest episode of the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. I'm Pete. This is Evan. We hope you had Merry Christmas, Hanukkah. This is like Kwanzaa. You're an idiot. And today we're going to go over a lot of gaffes that have come to us, almost as if Santa himself was delivering presents to us on the political mm, stage. Santa. Mm, Santa. So we're going, all of it, all we're going to do today, we're not touching on any real events. We might tie some in per the tweets or Instagram posts or whatever. All it is are celebrities, whether they're in politics or not, talking out of their ass and being proven wrong within minutes of posting. Which is usually how the left operates, just talking right out of their ass. Yes. So let's begin with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, We will give her credit for the first time on this show, and probably ever, she actually said something that was true. Sadly, then, she followed it up with one of her many gaffes instead. But it's going to be a Christmas-related gaffe. So let's get into the tweet that she had, and then Evan will get your feedback. So Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tweeted, and I quote, Next time we have a government shutdown, congressional salaries should be furloughed as well. It's completely unacceptable that members of Congress can force a government shutdown on partisan lines and then have congressional salaries exempt from that decision. Have some integrity. I thought that actually makes perfect sense because, believe it or not, if you didn't know, congressional salaries are included in the quote-unquote essential uh, expenses that need to continue despite a government shutdown. So... What are your thoughts? That's actually a pretty good statement for once coming from her. I, I was I was so shocked that I was literally stunned into silence when I read it. I had nothing to say. Like someone showed it to me, and I was just like, uh, uh, uh. and I, I was just so shocked that she came up with something not only coherent, yes, but actually a hundred percent on point. Yes, and it's really it really is disgraceful though that members of Congress continue to get paid when members of the military do not during yep. government shutdown. So. Secret listen, this doesn't either. Yeah, secret service, <clears throat> listen, you have to give credit where credit is due. We are all about giving credit where credit is due. Yeah. And for the first time, she has ever earned credit, so we will give her a gold star. Yeah, gold star, which she quickly got taken away because of this asinine statement. In a Christmas tweet, she said that Jesus was a refugee. I'm going to read this verbatim to you as well. Joy to the world. Merry Christmas, everyone. Here's to a holiday filled with happiness, family, and love for all people, globe, in parentheses, including refugee babies in mangers, plus their parents. Oh, God. The audio did not cut out. We, we literally are stunned again rereading this because, again, this is stupid. Where do we even begin? Um, well, the fact that she compared Jesus... Mm-hmm. Who, whether or not you believe he is the son of God is relevant in this. It has nothing to do it's with this. The, if you're talking just about the story of Jesus, he was, yes, he was born in a manger. Um, refugees at the border are not in mangers. They are actually in extremely nice facilities. Mm-hmm. And they are being held there and vetted. And they're making sure that these people are not being human trafficked. Yeah. Uh, to get to the story of Jesus' birth, even mm-hmm. though we are both Jewish, we both know the story because mm-hmm. we don't live under a rock. No. Uh, yes, Mary, there was no room for Mary at the end, so they had to go into the manger for her, and then she gave birth. Mm. They weren't at a border and told, you can't come in here because you don't belong here, 
and then forced to give birth in a manger. That's not what happened. They're two completely different things. Mm-hmm. You know, she took the good credit that she had and then took her foot, shoved it right into her mouth with this asinine statement. Yeah. First of all, it's completely unnecessary. Hmm. If you're wishing people a happy holidays, just wish them a happy holidays. That's it. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, whatever they do for Kwanzaa, whatever it is, just say it. You don't have to make. I understand she's a pol- she's a politician. Hmm. She's trying to be a politician. Technically, she hasn't really done anything yet, but be elected to office and put her foot in her mouth um, and speak out of her ass. You know what? She is a politician. She is actually she is the essentiality of what a politician is. Talk out of your ass. Put your foot in your mouth. Yeah, but. Not everything needs to be politicized. She literally just took something that could have been happy holidays and was like, hey, what can I do to say something really, really stupid? And she completely succeeded in that. So not only does she not know her history and that she's apparently also part Jewish, so another intersectional checkbox, even though we don't get any credit for that. Uh, Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, you got to get the one other thing I'll give her credit for outside of this previous thing about government shutdown. And that she does not stop saying stupid stuff. Yeah. You would think after a while, you'd be like, hmm, maybe I should brush up on some things because I keep getting proven wrong. I keep getting ridiculed, even by my own side sometimes, for saying some of the things I do. So maybe I should double check my facts before talking out of my ass. No, she doesn't do it. She's a lefty. They don't operate on facts. They operate on stupidity and emotion. Yes. And completely ignore facts. Yes. But... I mean, she's on a whole other level. And as someone who has been proclaimed by various media outlets and politicians to be the future of the Democratic Party, mind you, I don't think she's going to even make it past her first term. Actually, you know what? You never know. Joe Biden was a gaffe machine. He still is a gaffe machine who and also preys on children. Probably, probably a pedophile. Yeah. So uh, Allegedly, probably, most likely a pedophile. And he's been involved in politics for 40, 50 years. So who knows? But it's absolutely ridiculous that she's the future. And if she's the future, and if enough people buy into her BS that she can climb the ranks, we're going to be in trouble. Um, But fortunately, well, actually, we don't even know what this state anymore. The fact that she even got elected is awful. But anyway, let's get on to something else. We're going to talk about LeBron James now. So, yeah. Basketball. Yeah, he, he, you know, probably as as part of, uh, you know, God punishing him for his sins he tore his groin or he has a grade one strain i don't know what the hell but he did something to his groin the other night in the game against the golden state warriors and his team still won without him which i enjoy because i can't stand lebron but he is getting more and more ridiculous to the point that stephen a smith and you may not know anything about sports but stephen a smith is telling you you've lost your mind you've lost your goddamn mind stephen a smith is Damn near crazy. He is absolutely insane. Entertaining, but insane. So, we're going to go into his not one, but two posts. I think, believe, one was on Twitter, one was on Instagram. The first one talking about making some money. So, over the weekend, and I'm quoting from SB Nation here in an article, LeBron James posted a video to his Instagram story of himself nodding along to 21 Savage's ASMR in a car. I don't know what that is. I don't know what 21 Savage is. Anyway. I don't understand the names that these music people are doing. I sound like I'm 95 freaking years old. Like, Takashi 69 like... Who's now ex- going to prison. Exten- the guy who died extension with a bunch of ex... Like, I don't get it. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's... What is a Post Malone? I don't know. I mean, I know who Moses Malone and... Uh, Carl Malone. Carl Malone, yeah. I know who they are. Anyway, and but Post Malone's white, isn't he? Yeah, it's hard to tell because they all have the ink on his face. <sighs> anyway, um, 
Continuing the quote, it's something he often does when new music drops on the screen, right? And music is a term that we will both define loosely in this case. Yes. Uh, on the screen, LeBron typed out a stretch of the song's lyrics. We've been getting that Jewish money, everything is kosher. Now, I'll tell you right now, I'm a Jew. I'm not offended by this because I say this about myself all the time. That said, for someone who has often gone off the rails at our president and who made the tweet that we're about to come up with regarding NFL owners, I find this to be a huge double standard that a lot of members of the left have, particularly those who are in the limelight, like LeBron James and other celebrities. Yeah, you know, you know what they say, people in glass houses sink ships. Yeah. No, that's not it. Yeah. People in glass houses, you shouldn't throw stones if you live in a glass house. <laughs> Um, that's essentially what he did. You know, he talks about all these people, uh, when the whole thing with Donald Sterling, who was about 98 years old and had dementia, yeah. said the, that thing, that was, it was racist, but it was mildly racist. Yeah. Let's be honest. He didn't come out and said, say that he was going to murder a bunch of black people. He said something stupid and asinine because he's 110 years old and had dementia. Yeah. And LeBron was like, we will refuse to play as long as he owns the LA Clippers. Yeah. Well, first of all, he owns the team. And I really wish they would have fought it. I wish Donald Sterling would have been a little bit younger and been able to fight it just to see if LeBron James really had the balls to sit out a season. Because he doesn't. No. And he wouldn't have. No. And then you come out and say something. Listen, anti-Semitic. It's not really anti-Semitic. It's it's insensitive. It's a stupid thing to say. Yeah. Because also, this obviously, this rapper is clearly a, you know, a Mensa member and clearly highly intelligent mm. because that's all he understands about Jewish people is money. Well, 21 Savage. I yeah, mean. I mean, come on. High, high IQ level right there. Yeah. But the point is that LeBron J- who LeBron James is makes it worse. Mm-hmm. And the way he acts. If he, would, if he was just a regular basketball player who was just like not involved socially, politically, any of that non-SJW bullshit, no one would care. Yeah, it would be something stupid that he said. It'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize it was offensive to some people." Yeah, right. but the fact that LeBron James paints himself as like this Christ figure of the social justice movement, he does. Yeah, he does. He he came out Absolutely in San Antonio does. wearing a Beto hat. He constantly <laughs> put, criticizes the president. He comes, you know, he did the whole Trayvon Martin bullshit, mm-hmm. which we should really dive into, do a just a full expose on the whole Trayvon Martin thing. But that's for a later time. Um, you know, he really, he sees himself as this social activist and as this holier-than-thou person. And then to come out and do something like that, it just, it's another thing. He took his foot, put it right in his mouth, yeah. and proceeded to speak right out of his ass. Yeah. I, it's a huge double standard. I, I I can't stand when people do this. And yes, is everyone to a degree hypocritical in some ways? Sure. But this is a huge hypocrisy, especially when he race baits, like you mentioned with Trayvon Martin and all these other things. He does hold himself up like he is Christ. I mean, he he didn't make up the nickname The King. I mean, I'm sorry. He wasn't anointed that. He made it up. And then people called him that. And yes, is he one of the greatest basketball players of all time? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, he's not the best. He can't make make a foul shot in the last two minutes. Well, I mean, there's that. But... You know what? Let's just get into the next tweet. (laughs) Oh, the next LeBron James tweet? (laughs) So, he said, and I quote, In the NFL, they got a bunch of old white men owning teams, and they got that slave mentality. And it's like, quote, This is my team. You do what the fuck I tell y'all to do, or we get rid of y'all. Now, he also did the same thing to James Dolan when James Dolan went after Charles Oakley. And listen, James Dolan is an asshole. He's an absolute asshole. And what he did to Charles Oakley was completely uncalled for. Mm Mm-hmm. 
But LeBron James has this habit of being extremely racist towards white people. Yes. And no one calls him on it because he's a six foot nine black man who yeah. plays basketball. Yeah. Yeah, and he, and, he, and he checks off the checkboxes. I mean, he's the left's huge story of success. Think about it. He comes from a single-parent household, right, that struggled to survive. He, you know, obviously he's a freak athlete. There's no question about it. But you got to give him his props. He works at his craft. His game has evolved since he entered the league. But he does, you know, like we talked about with the previous tweet, hold himself up like he's a social pariah. And No, no, no. Not pariah. No. No, he is a social he, pariah. Yeah. But he doesn't, he holds himself up like he's like, he's, he's Jesus. A, yeah, he's a, the king of the social justice warriors. And, yeah, and, and in the NBA, he certainly is the king of the social justice warriors. And this goes back many years. You know, he needs to get called on it. And, you know, he did, you know, he apologized, of course, for the Jewish co- comment. And look, the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the NHL, all the major sports in this country. They're all private leagues owned by private owners. These teams are private. You know what happens when you work in the private sector? I'm sure many of you do. You have a certain, um, you know, a certain uh, parameters for what need what you need to follow. They're just drug testing at many companies. Even if that drug, you know, if marijuana is legalized tomorrow in New York State, your private company may still want you drug tested and may still want you to not smoke marijuana. And you, as an employee or prospective employee, has a choice. Do I work here or do I go somewhere where I'm not going to be drug tested so I can smoke marijuana if that's what you want to do? But that's your choice. That's not something that you can rag on. So, you know, this is something that's been going on in sports for a while, not just from LeBron, but from other players. Like Sheldon Richardson when he was on the Jets, when like every other month he's getting caught, you know, with, with marijuana and other crap in his system. Uh, if you don't like it, then don't play. Then don't work. Do something else. Work somewhere else. And if and if this is what you want to do, sorry, that's how it is. These owners are entitled to do whatever they damn well please and to hold their employees to that same standard. If someone was paying me thirty million dollars a year not to smoke weed, I wouldn't smoke weed. Yeah, and honestly, that's what it comes down to: is that it's the entitlement. And yes, you could say it's this generation, but really what it is, it's really the left-wing entitlement. Because you're told that you're special and you're unique and everyone should be catering to you. And you can do whatever you want and you can be anything. False. You cannot be anything. I cannot be six foot three. It is not going to happen. No. Sorry. By now? I blame my mother because she's only five feet tall. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, it's not my fault. No. It could be worse. Well, I have fault. a friend whose mother's four foot nine. Yeah. But... The whole point is that they, it's the, your, your employer is telling you, you can't smoke weed. Mm-hmm. You want to play in this league, you can't smoke weed. If you want to play on our team, we, you, the NFL, if you want to play on our team, you don't kneel for the anthem. It's, all, it's Jerry Jones' team. If Jerry Jones says, you either stand for the anthem or you stay in the locker room, but then no one is kneeling. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, you can quit. Yeah. You are allowed to leave. You can ask for your release or for a trade. Or just leave, just retire. Yeah, you don't. No one's forcing you to make millions of dollars playing a children's yeah. game. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's all entitlement, and it's really what the left thrives on. Because if you watch all the people on ESPN, which is a left wing company who has made it very clear that they are left wing by firing or disciplining right wing views, mm-hmm. they always back these people up. Oh, well, I understand why the NFL just doesn't stop drug testing for weed. Because the owners don't want the appearance that their players are a bunch of potheads. Mm. It's very simple. Oh, why why can't they just let them kneel at the, uh, at the, uh, during the anthem? Because they don't want them doing that. Because they understand that it hurts ratings. It does. Because, first of all, besides the fact that the whole 
Colin Kaepernick police brutality thing is 100% based on a myth. Yeah. There is police brutality, but it is not, it is, what is it? It is not more prevalent in black communities, more prevalent in, uh, police forces used more often in high crime communities. It has nothing to do with race. Yeah. And we'll get this to a whole nother episode, but if you actually look at the numbers that white people are killed, actually killed, more likely to be killed by police officers than black people are. Yeah. And black people are actually four times as likely to be killed by another black person than they are by a police officer. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing is absolutely ridiculous. It became an attention grab for him because his girlfriend said he should do it. And it just blew up into this entire thing where now people are lauding Colin Kaepernick as a Christ figure, mm. which is even worse because he's not even that good at football. No. At least LeBron James is really good at basketball. Yeah, he would still have a job next year. I mean, he's still going to have a job next year. I mean, he's signed with the Lakers and any team would take him regardless of what kind of uh, media coverage they're going to get because he's still marketable. People are still going to show up to watch him play both at home and on the road and they're going to sell a lot more tickets. Hey, did you see? Oh, I just noticed that. Did you see his hair implants that he got? No. Oh, if you look at LeBron James' hairline, it went from up here back down to down there. Hmm. Impressive. Yeah. yeah, it certainly has the yeah, money to do that. you can still see it. You can still see it over here that he's missing this. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that's the last piece to come in. Who yeah. knows? I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's just huge double standards for, for people like him who are, who are at the top of their game. No question about it. But, you know, he's not... He is not all-knowing. He doesn't know what he's talking about in many of these cases. And he just makes himself look dumb by constantly saying one thing and doing another. Well, he is dumb. Yeah. He's he a is. dumb person. He's very good at basketball, but he is a dumb person. Yeah, he's, he's, he's good at basketball. He's a hard worker. But, yeah. He's done great things for his community. We're not yes. trying to, you know, we're not trying to shortchange him on things that he has done. You know, he built a school and, you know, he's Which done... Which will start costing taxpayers money in five years. Yeah. But the whole point is he has done very good things for his community. Yeah. But the point is that he should stay out of pocket. He really should, like, yeah. what's her name, set up pocket. He should shut up and dribble. Because he doesn't know anything about yeah. politics. He knows nothing about social issues outside of his own, even the ones in his own community. Because he doesn't understand how policing works. Yeah. He doesn't, he has this very limited view on the world. And since he has this very big stage, he uses it to spread his limited view. And that's the most dangerous thing when it comes to these things. And that's a big reason why we did this episode. Because you see these people with huge platforms, like Ocasio-Cortez, LeBron James, um, Alyssa Milano, who we'll get into next. Um, they have this huge, huge platform to spread their views, but their views are flawed and they're limited. They are not the real world. They don't. They take a very small portion of something and they blow it up to make it that this is the full picture. Mm -hmm. It's the whole thing when, um, what was it, Michael Brown was mm -hmm. killed by the police officer in Missouri. 100% mm -hmm. justified. Um, they focused on the fact that he was unarmed. The guy was like 6'5", 380 pounds. He had already bashed the police officer's head against his own center console in his car, trying to take his gun. The cop was beaten and bruised and almost on his last legs, and he charged at the cop. But you know what? He was unarmed, so let's ride in the streets and burn down Milwaukee or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, whatever. yeah, right. It's, it's ridiculous, and that's what they do. They do it every single time because the only thing that will justify their agenda is that tiny, tiny thing and not the full picture because yeah. they have a limited worldview. Yeah, they, they, the left loves blowing up these isolated incidents. And it's not that the right isn't guilty of doing this when it suits them as well. But they, they take these emotionally driven isolated incidents of so the murder of somebody, the death of a migrant child a couple of days ago in a detention center, even though the alleged father refused additional medical treatment to the child. And let, let's, well, they don't have to bring that up because that's not relevant. No, of course not. 
you know, we'll talk about the two deaths at the border, but they won't talk about how these people are being told, hey, you can come to America illegally, just go to the border, you know, go on this massive display, you can have a better life, you can cut the lines, so to speak, and, and they're incentivized and told to do so, and women expect to get raped, children are expected to be put into slave labor in order to pay back the, dr you know, the drug mules and the coyotes who take them, it's ridiculous. Um, but but they do have these flawed views that take these isolated incidents that are tragic, that are terrible, and they blow it up, like Evan said, out of proportion, because that's all they hear, and that's all the mainstream media reports. They don't report the facts anymore. You have to dig for those yourself, and hopefully we can bring that to you here, even though today is more fun than anything. So, getting off of LeBron, we have Jimmy Kimmel, and then Alyssa Milano, unless you want to do Alyssa Milano first. No, let's do Jimmy Kimmel. Okay, we'll do Jimmy we'll Kimmel. So, I mean, this guy. He's a complete jackass. He's been a jackass. Everything he does is just jackassery. I don't understand, you know, how these people who have so much money, who are at the top of their game, how they can even think like someone on the left. I understand being in a bubble or living in a glass house or whatever saying you want to use, but... His problem is he, he built his career from the man show. His show was built off... Like, women giving him lap dances and, like, jumping up and down on trampolines. Like, this guy is not a serious person. No. He never was a serious person. No. But now he has this platform, and I guarantee you, the people at the top of the network are like, all right, we need you to push this, this, and this. He goes, okay, I don't know any better. And then he sheds tears sometimes because... Oh, he's so full of shit. Yeah, not a good actor. And he lost to Ted Cruz in a charity basketball game. I mean, that's funny. But anyway... Alright, so obviously we posted about it when it when it first came up. So a triple amputee veteran started the GoFundMe page to build the southern the wall on the southern border. And you know, it's raised actually millions of dollars. I don't know how much it's at right now, but it's it's getting up there. And um, Jimmy Kimmel called this guy, quote, dopey. And he also said he likened it to starting a college fund for Harry Potter. He said a more useful thing to do with your money would be to go outside and feed it to a bird. These are all direct quotes from what he said. And then the last thing he said was, you do have to admire the sacrifice they're making. You know, they being the people contributing to this GoFundMe. He said, I mean, a lot of these people are dipping into their meth money for this. So, where to begin? Where to begin? Well, besides the fact that, you know, people who do meth don't have money. No. Um, usually that, not, they're, no. they're usually on welfare, <laughs> yeah. so that's another lefty program. Mm -hmm. But to get past all of that, Jimmy Kimmel is an ass. He did this for a cheap laugh because he knows that his lefty, you know, constituents, the people that watch his show, can be like, oh, yeah, that's right, every conservative is a meth-addled drug addict who doesn't know anything. <laughs> yeah. No. It, it's a cheap shot, and he that's all he does. He doesn't do highbrow comedy, he does cheap shots. They're same thing with shots. Samantha B. same thing with Jimmy Fallon. SNL. Yeah, in general. SNL, it's all cheap shot bullshit. They don't have anything real to say. And they, 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 they that's the same thing we said about LeBron James. If you don't know what you're talking about, which he doesn't. First of all, the fact that you went after a triple amputee veteran and called him dopey is like the most jackass thing you could possibly do. Yeah. As American. It's really, it's ridiculous. It really is. It's yeah. completely uncalled for and unnecessary. Like, if you wanted to make fun of people donating, fine, whatever. You know, you're an idiot. You don't understand how taxes work. It's this is this is that the GoFundMe is actually essentially voluntary taxation. Mm -hmm. So you're voluntarily giving money to something that you do want the government to do. Yes, which is actually how taxes should work. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a whole nother day. Mm -hmm. But then, but to go after a triple amputee veteran, someone who has served this country, someone who made a 
pretty big sacrifice. Three limbs. Yeah. For this country is beyond reprehensible and Jimmy Kimmel should be ashamed of himself and his wife should come in and slap him in the face with a phone book. Yeah, but she's not going to because I'm sure she feels exactly the same way and she's probably in an even bigger bubble than he is. Well, probably as she's banging him from behind with the strap on, she's probably like, it's a bad Jimmy, bad Jimmy. Well, she's not saying, well, she's saying bad, but for different reasons. I mean, it, it just it just goes to show you that, the, and I, I think we, we're going to keep running into this. They just live in this world, or they think they live in this world. They don't actually live in this world. They think they live in this world where everything is run on emotion. Nothing is run on fact. And that's just what they're trying to push here. They're offended that people are actually willing, you know, and, and in a way, yes, it is voluntary taxation. People are paying even more money to the government outside of the exorbitant amounts that they're already paying to, to do something that they actually believe in. And, and these people should be applauded, I think, more so than anything, because they're dipping further into their pockets beyond where they should to fund something that is important to a lot of people. And just because people in Los Angeles, where he films the show, and people around here on Long Island in the city think that it's stupid, doesn't mean that the rest of the country thinks it's stupid. And doesn't mean that it's not a bad, that it's not a good idea. So he, he's a moron, and the yeah, and I agree. The fact that he's going after a triple amputee who sacrificed more for this country than Jimmy Kimmel will ever sacrifice, no matter how much money he gives to charity, and has nothing to do with it beyond that, uh, it it really means a lot. So well, whatever. So he's a jackass. yeah. So last tweet, and then we're good for today. All the last two, they're they're connected. They're connected. So the original one. Well, yeah. it's from Montel Williams. And no, he's, no. Oh, yeah, it was Montel Williams. Yeah. And, and Montel Williams said, instead of visiting the troops, Donald Trump has crashed the stock market, had the biggest rebound in history yesterday, gone to war with Jim Mattis, I don't know if I'd call it a war, but sure, delivered a nice Christmas gift to Vlad, parentheses, Syria, and presided over an, a quote-unquote immigration policy that has killed two kids in a week. Let's break well, this down. First of all, if it's a, if it's an actual immigration policy, then it doesn't belong in quotes. It's yeah. an immigration policy. Yeah. Well, which he didn't actually uh, start. He's, yeah, and and he's yeah. You put it in quotes. You know why you put it in quotes. You put it in quotes because he's he, a jackass. He doesn't agree with it. So therefore, it's not real legitimate policy because he personally doesn't agree with it. So that's the one thing. Second, it didn't kill two kids in a week. Both children, and I mentioned this before, were given medical attention. And the the last one who died most recently, two to three days ago, the alleged father refused additional medical treatment. It was provided. It was offered further. He said no. The kid died. Is it tragic? Yes. Should it have happened? No. But you can't just blame our Border Patrol officials and ICE for these types of situations. These children, like Evan said, should not be there in the first place. And obviously, yes, they're kids. Often, they're not the ones making the decision. It is the parents. It is people pushing them to do this. Or the alleged parent or the person who's posing as a parent bringing right. them to the border. Yeah, for whatever the reason. But still, that whole system is broken. And But you can't just go around saying that it's Donald Trump's fault that these kids are dead. That's an... It's an outrageous reach. Next, let's talk about giving a Christmas gift to Vlad in Syria. We've been in Syria. I mean, we don't have to talk about this too much. But I actually agree with pulling out. 
What's the point in being there? We are not Team America World Police. I'm more with Rand Paul on this than I am with Lindsey Graham and some of the neocons and hawks in Congress. Jim Mattis, unfortunately, his job as Secretary of Defense is to, to further our agenda around the world, to have more military bases, to further the military's reach and budget. That's his job. That's not a good look for us. Enough countries hate us. Let's not go places that we don't need to go. If they're a direct threat and there's intel, yeah, we eradicated ISIS. Will they rise up again? Maybe, but it's not our job to handle them. I'm sorry. If they start trying to attack us again, that's a whole other story. But we shouldn't be risking our military personnel's lives for, for potentially keeping them you know, quelled down. It's stupid. And then lastly, like we mentioned with the stock market, it rebounded in the biggest way possible, like I think actually ever, yesterday. So, you were wrong on all fronts, Monta Williams. Anything you want to add to this? Yeah, like you said, big fan of pulling out. It is my favorite method. Ah, but the other, yeah, ah. uh, we sh yeah, we shouldn't be involving ourselves too much in the Middle East. Listen, if we have allies, they are like, we are allies with Israel. If Israel needs help, we should help out allies. Sure. But we shouldn't be doing nation building. It costs all this money, and we have all these problems that we have here. Like we said, they couldn't give Trump $5 billion for a wall, but how much money did Obama give to Iran to not build nukes? nukes which they definitely used to then develop nukes in secret. And we gave $10 billion to Central and Southern America uh, a week, the week before last. And yet we can't get $5 billion to protect our own borders. But we're giving that money to them to do whatever they, they see fit. Let's take $15 billion, let's put the money together, and let's build a fucking sick-ass sick border wall with spikes coming out the front and machine guns. <laughs> I would like that, but that's not going to happen. But anyway, let, um, let's go beyond this. So then Alyssa Milano retweeted it and responded, and she said, Trump becomes first president since 2002 not to visit troops at Christmas time. Yay, Alyssa did, Milano, you dumbass. What did you, What did he do that literally the next day? Oh, oh, oh actually, no, the same day. It was yeah. the same day. It's the 26th. Yeah, it's the same day. Yeah, he went and go to visit the troops because, you know... Unlike Obama and Bush and Clinton and probably every other president for the last 30 years, uh, Trump was actually working on Christmas. Yeah. As opposed to Obama, who was never working at all. But that's not that's a whole other issue. Globalist. Uh, yeah, Trump, Trump was actually working on Christmas. There are pictures of him in the Oval Office working on Christmas. Mm -hmm. And not only did he go to visit the troops the next day, but he also took his wife, and who became the first First Lady since like 1969, to actually visit the troops in an active war zone. What a great year in American on history. On the holidays. Yes. It's a great, great year in American history, 1969. The Mets won the World Series, the Jets won the Super Bowl, and my tiny little nipples went to France. That said, yeah, sorry. But that said, it, again, these people don't know what they're talking about. They're talking out of their ass. And it, it's just karmic that on the same day that she tweets this, just a few hours later... Trump is pictured with Melania at an at a military base in the Middle East visiting troops at Christmas time. And what was funny was that CNN and MSNBC were ridiculing soldiers, not Trump and yeah. Melania. That's one thing. You know that they hate them. They're ridiculing soldiers who had brought MAGA hats and other Trump-related hats with them to the Middle East. And when they got a chance to actually go up to him and meet him and talk to him for a few seconds, they asked him to sign the hat. And they're ridiculing the soldiers who did this. Look, it's one thing when you rip apart political candidates, when you rip apart people who actually 
are representing you, whether the presidency or Congress people. But to ridicule soldiers because they have a different opinion than you? I mean, that's the whole reason we started this, was because in New York State, not only is the media against any New Yorker who's a conservative, but everyone else is too, and you're treated like you're a leper or like you're a terrible person. But the fact is, most of the country does not agree with what the coastal elites believe. And there's not even, there's still a bunch of people in New York who are conservatives. Even at my own gym, I'm not going to call it out because I don't want to start people coming to my place of business and, you know, harassing me. Um, but obviously, if you see the sticker on my car, you're going to know that I'm there. Yeah. Um, which has our logo on it. Um, but they were talking about it. We were doing a, um, what was it? Christmas Eve day. Um class that I was teaching and they were talking about one of the women was like yeah my daughter's a liberal it caused a lot of fights in our household and I was like so you guys are both conservatives he goes yeah I'm like I have something you need to listen to it's a podcast <laughs> it's this podcast to but be more specific we're, literally conservatives feel like they have to be in hiding we're like literally alright I'm gonna pull some. I'm gonna pull a little lefty strategy here we like the Jews in Nazi Germany during World War II <laughs> You have to be hidden because you're afraid of being persecuted or ridiculed. It, it's true. It's not to that level, obviously. We're not, you know, conservatives aren't being murdered in camps in New York State. Yeah. But, yeah. But, you know, when you tell someone, they're like, oh, I'm a conservative. They're like, oh, I didn't think you hated minorities. What the fuck are you talking about? There's nothing to do with it. When did I ever I'm say a, that? <laughs> I, 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 I didn't say it was in the Klan, which was started by Democrats. Yes. I said that I'm a conservative, which means I believe in the founding principles of the Constitution, the founding principles of this nation. Mm -hmm. And I believe that people should be working for themselves. There should be less taxes, less government, and people should be on, you should have less people on welfare. I don't understand where that has, what that has to do with minorities. I'm for sovereign borders. I'm for less illegal immigration from anywhere. I don't care if you're from Europe, Canada. Oh, I don't want anyone from Europe anyway. You know what? We should just close all the borders. But um, that has nothing to do with minorities because what the left has done, they've taken these terms and they've made them into racist terms. Mm -hmm. Illegal immigrant becomes Mexican. Um, you know, welfare becomes black. It, they do these things to, to get people on their side, and it's just not true. Because you, actually, you have more white people on welfare than you do black people on welfare. Yes. Because you have a lot more white people in this country than you do black people. It's... It's really ridiculous, and we're trying to work on exposing these lies, and we need your help to do it. Don't stay in the closet. Don't hide in the closet. Not in the closet. Okay, we're getting bashed by gay people now. Uh, don't hide. Come out and tell people, listen, I'm a conservative. This is what I believe. So they understand what conservatism is, because I do it at my jobs all the time. I'm like, I'm a conservative. And they'll be like, well, I'm, I'm a liberal. Because they, they think it makes them sound like a good person. I go... Well, do you believe in this, this, and this? Do you believe in big government? Do you believe in more social welfare programs? Do you believe in open borders? And they go, well, no. I'm like, then you're not, you're, there's a lot of leftist policies, policies that you don't believe in. Yeah. And like, those are the main ones yeah. right now. I'm like, do you believe in small government? Do you believe that you should be able to keep more of your money? Do you believe that you should have more freedom? Do you believe we should have a secure border? Yeah. Well, guess what? You might be a conservative. Yeah. And those aren't the only things, yeah. but those are big, big points, especially right now in politics, mm -hmm. that if you are on the right side, you need to come out and tell people. And so people really understand what conservatism is because people think it's all, it's just religious conservatives. And it's not. Neither one of us are religious. No. We don't, I don't have anything against religious conservatives. Yeah, it's whatever. America. Yeah. That's your right. Freedom of religion. But too many people think that it's just religion. So they'll be like, well, I'm Jewish. I'm not a Catholic, so I can't be a conservative. 
It doesn't make any sense. It's nothing to do with it. And Shapiro is a con- is one of the biggest conservatives. He might, he might be the biggest conservative ever. Yeah. Um, but you people, that's the problem is education. Is people don't understand what conservatism is. They mm-hmm. think it's just like, oh, well, we want to keep black people and women down. No, not at all. It has nothing to do with that. And that's what the left plays on. So they push that narrative and then we don't come out and dispel it. So that's what we have to do. We have to dispel these false narratives. And if we fail to do that, then it's our own fault. And that's how we lose. We that's how we lost the New York State Assembly. You know, we just sat back and we let the liberals take over because it was we were embarrassing. Apathetic. It's really pathetic. It was embarrassing. I voted. Yeah, I mean, I did too. But unfortunately, you know, especially where we live, had no no difference because <laughs> on the we outcome. need other people yes. to help you, other people need to get out Look, and vote there, there are people you know evan lives in nassau county i live in right on the edge of suffolk county like between the border but i mean there are plenty of conservatives in both counties and in, in around the city that feel that they can't go to the polls and we said this so many episodes 70 percent of new yorkers do not vote because they don't believe that their vote is going to matter if they're not going to vote blue because they think this is just is going to go Democrat because it has for decades. It doesn't have to. We can change and turn this thing around, but it comes from you. And I've been talking about the false narratives, and and we'll leave you. I'll leave you with this unless you want to add anything to it. The left tries to sell equality of outcome. So regardless of where you come from, how hard you work or don't work, and uh, and all these other social factors and often individualistic factors, you shouldn't go any further than your neighbor, nor should he or she go any further than you. And that's how it has to be. Aside from obviously the people in power, of course, they're the ones who get all the money and all the fame and all that stuff. That, that's literally every single post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic totalitarian government movie or book of all time yeah everyone is the same and the government has all the power exactly. and that's literally what the democrats want that, and that's that is what they want and then you got the flip side the conservative viewpoint which is equality of opportunity and we're not against equality of opportunity we understand the left likes to make this point to substantiate their claim in that they think that well you know it's you, it's it's easy for you to say you're a white privileged male from you know a middle class to affluent upbringing and you had all these opportunities that they don't yeah do they you know sorry that sucks but that's life there's going to be situations that either we haven't been in yet or we've already been in where we were the dis- disadvantaged ones and yes do we have more advantages i guess than other people perhaps but you still have to work you still have to put in effort. It's not just going to be handed to you on a silver platter. And unfortunately, what the left wants to do is they want to hand more of these government subsidies and programs, welfare programs, to these people to say, you don't have to work. We're going to take care of you. And that way, there is equality of outcome. There is not equality of opportunity because they're the only ones capitalizing on opportunity and you're being held down. It's not right. And that's the main distinction between conservatism and liberalism. Anything you want to add to that, or good? No. Well, I mean, we are going to have another show tomorrow. Where we're going to get into more um, in-depth topics. We got a few suggestions that we will try to touch on if we can get enough information. Unfortunately, the request came in early this morning, even though I put in the request for topics yesterday. Yeah. But thank you for those who did respond, the three of you. Um, but yeah, if there are topics so that you guys people. want to hear about, you can make a suggestion. If you do want us to answer a specific question, you do have to be part of our mailbag, which involves a $5 monthly donation. Mm-hmm. But if you just want to suggest a topic, if we see it and we're like, you know what, we can do it, it's not guaranteed, 
but we will try to grab yeah. as many of those topics as possible. Yeah, we definitely want to take your input. So guys, if you know, if you do want to, don't we have a lot of great things coming in the new year, a lot of cool guests that we're going to be having on the next month or two. But we want to improve the frequency and the quality of this. So please feel free to donate, like Evan said, $5 a month. Mailbag, we'll do that every Friday. We'll answer any questions you have about anything. And like Andrew Clavin says on his show, anything. we'll, we'll answer your questions 100%, 100% correct, sometimes for the better. So if you want to donate, just go to our website, EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com forward slash donate. There's a few different options. The $5 a month option, like Evan said, gets you into the mailbag and we'll answer your questions every Friday. So Evan's going to go over where you can find us online in a second. But for that, I'm Pete. I'm Evan. Evan. Yes. And oh, don't let fear take your freedom. We'll get that right eventually. Hey, everybody. It's Evan with Empire State Conservative Network. If you like this episode, please subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and leave us a five-star review. Also, please follow us on social media on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY, on Twitter at Empire State Cons, on Parlay at Empire State Conservatives. If you'd like to help us improve our shows, you can donate through our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash donate. We also have some merchandise that will be coming to you soon from our website. If you'd like to work with us in any capacity, please feel free to email us at GetRedPilled76 at gmail.com. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.